Welcome to The Body Nerd Show. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and after a decade in the fitness industry, I've finally cracked the code on how you can build sustainable strength without getting hurt. I'm a coach, writer, yogi, kettlebell devotee, lover of lifting heavy things, and 100% a body nerd. So stick with me, and I'll teach you how to make body maintenance and movement mastery a fundamental part of your wellness routine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 94 of The Body Nerd Show. On today's episode, I'm sharing all about the anatomy of arthritis, the difference between osteoarthritis and rheumatoid arthritis, and how to keep your joints healthy and strong so you don't have to be worried about pain. Now, if I had a dollar for every time someone mentioned their quote-unquote bad joints to me, I'd probably be a millionaire, and I hope you could hear the air quotes in that. And to be honest, it's not hard to be constantly thinking that your body is wasting away as you age, because literally every commercial on TV and in magazines and on social media tells you that it is. And arthritis is a big, scary thing. But today, we're going to demystify it. And the one thing that I want you to take away from today's episode is that just because you have arthritis or you have joint issues, it does not mean you also have to have pain. They're not one in the same. So if you have arthritis now, this episode is for you. Stay with me. And if you don't and you just love somebody who has arthritis or you're curious about arthritis or you want to set yourself up to have healthy joints, stay with me. We're going on this ride together. Now, this is also the very last show for 2020. I'm taking time off. Yes. Really, I'm just not making a podcast episode. Uh, but that means it's also your last chance to be entered to win the self-care prize pack with a pair of therapy balls, a gratitude kit, and my most favorite in the entire universe, sleep mask. So to get a chance to win, all you got to do is head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review for this show before the end of the year. I made it super easy for you. You can head on over to aewellness.com slash review. Leave a short note about your favorite episode, why you love the show or something that you learned from listening. And then send me a screenshot of your review, either on Instagram. I'm at Hala Formala. It's in the description if you're like, how the heck do you spell that, Alex? Um, Or you can send me an email at podcast at aewellness.com. And one lucky winner is going to be chosen at random at the end of this year for this prize. It's going to be super, super awesome. So thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for your reviews. Thank you for being a body nerd. Okay, let's get on with the show. Before we can talk though about the different types of arthritis, we need to understand a little bit more about bony anatomy and joints. So because bone is a hard tissue, you can't just have bone meeting bone, right? It's not very practical. They're constantly trying to, you know, break one another down. So at every point where bones meet is a softer, more pliable material that helps to cushion the joint. It helps to protect the bony surfaces from one another. It helps to absorb shock of just you running and jumping and moving about your day. And it also helps to increase the surface area so that the joint surface has better articulation, better connection with one another. And this is what cartilage does. This is its whole purpose to cushion, to protect, to absorb shock and help with that surface area. 
Specifically, we're talking about articular cartilage, which is also known as hyaline cartilage. And the cool thing about hyaline cartilage is, yes, it covers the joint surfaces. It's really soft and smooth and almost like glassy-like, and it is softer than bone. But the problem with hyaline cartilage is that it doesn't have a massive amount of blood supply. So if and when it does get damaged, it doesn't really heal very well. And if you've ever had knee surgery or you've had a torn meniscus, you've probably been told this, right? That the meniscus, it doesn't have a ton of blood supply, so it doesn't heal quite as fast. And your meniscus is a type of cartilage, uh, but what we are talking about specifically today is that cartilage that just lines sort of like the end caps of the bone and where the bones meet. Uh, because you don't have meniscus in every single one of the joints in your body, but you do have this hyaline cartilage and the opportunity for arthritis to set in. So in the case of osteoarthritis, uh, the cartilage gets damaged. And once you have a little bit of damage, more wearing down is just, it's more likely to happen. It's sort of like, and maybe this is the same for you. Uh, I was talking with a friend today about keeping the house clean, right? And it's like once one pair of socks is on the floor in the bedroom, like two pair of socks is like no big deal. And then the next thing you know, there's like six pairs of socks and you're like, oh my gosh, what happened here? <laughs> right? But the same thing happens with our cartilage. It's also one of the common side effects from joint surgery, and that's an earlier onset of osteoarthritis, which hopefully your surgeon told you, but if they didn't, it's also okay. Because again, just because you have arthritis or you have had surgery or you have some sort of issue in a joint does not mean that you also have to have pain. That's the one thing I really want you to take from today's episode is yes, there may be some wearing out at the ends of your bones where they meet, totally normal. It happens. It's probably super true in my body as well. But pain and the health of your joints is not a one-to-one -one correlation. So what causes osteoarthritis? Increased stress on a joint. So if you're using your joints a lot, right? Um, if there's been an injury, surgery, like I mentioned, but honestly, just time and use. Our body was designed to move for a very long time, but things have kind of changed since the original design, right? We live longer. Modern medicine allows that to be possible. Even things as simple as like seat belts. Although our body wasn't really designed for a car. So, you know, maybe that's a stretch, but you get what I'm trying to say, right? Our life expectancy is so much longer than it was in the day of, you know, Neanderthals. Yes, they had Highland cartilage too. <laughs> our diet is different. And we tend to eat things that increase inflammation in the body. Some of my most favorite things like, um, you know, flour and grains and um, dairy and sugar. They're so good. But science has shown also inc can increase inflammation in your body. And we're also more sedentary than we've ever been. Meaning for the most part, we don't have to move throughout our day. Now, again, I know that's not true for everyone. I'm coming to this conversation as someone who works at a desk and behind a computer pretty much all day, every day. Uh, but even if you do have a job that's physically taxing, what you are doing is probably fairly repetitive, 
right? It's a lot of the same thing day in and day out, which is why I encourage you to move every day in all the ways, whether you're at a desk all day or at a standing workstation or your job is physically demanding, the more vitamin movement, as Katie Bowman calls it, that you can get, the better off you're going to feel. And even though I'm here saying, yeah, your body was designed to move and it should move and just keep moving. I know full well, if I were to go get an MRI, I too would probably have joint damage. Absolutely. I don't think I, it is possible for me to get to the age of 32 um, and not have some sort of injury or degradation in any one of my joints from my shoulders, my knees, my back, but I don't have pain right? So for me, what's more important is, yes, that I can do all the movements, that I can do so without pain. And that's the biggest thing. And I wanted to create today's episode because I don't want you to be afraid of your joints wearing out. I don't want you to be afraid of this idea that your body's just going to lock up and freeze because you have super advanced arthritis. And could that happen? Maybe, right? It depends. If you have pain now and you continue doing all the same things that you've been doing, things are probably not going to change a whole lot. But if you really focus on reducing inflammation, on learning how to move smarter with better mechanics and building strength in a more sustainable way, you're going to feel better. I know it because I see it day in and day out within Movement Mavens. Everybody who comes and does the work and puts in the time feels better. And maybe feeling better means that you're just pushing surgery later down the road, which also is totally fine. I'm not anti-surgery and I know I like shit on surgery all the time, but that's because I see so many people using surgery as the first step without resolving the underlying issue in the first place, right? It's like focusing on the leaf of the tree instead of focusing on the root of the problem. I have this little mini bamboo plant in my house um, and I've been really trying to learn more about how to be a good plant mom. And I just keep looking at these leaves. I'm like, oh no, they're kind of yellow. The ends are kind of brown. What's going on? The thing needed water. And if you are a plant mom, I hope you're laughing at me right now because I'm laughing at me right now too, (laughs) right? But we can't get distracted at the symptom, the yellow leaf, the little bit of brown without getting to the root of the problem, which is there's no water in this bamboo plant. But the same for your body, right? There are many, many instances where surgery is the best option for an outcome where you don't have pain and you can move better for longer. But as a first stop, I'm just not a huge fan of it. I'm also just going to give you a little asterisk here too. Uh, If you go to a surgeon, they're going to suggest surgery because that's what they do, right? You can't go into an ice cream store and ask for a lasagna because they do ice cream. That's what they do. Okay. Now, if you've had surgery or you're thinking about surgery or you're going to have it, that's all totally fine too. My goal is to help you just understand what's going on so that you can be an active participant in your health. You can be a better advocate for yourself because you'll have all this information moving forward. Okay. Now back to osteoarthritis. Is it progressive? And the answer is yes. But having arthritis and having pain are not the same thing, okay? We typically see this breakdown of cartilage in the hands, the neck, the spine, the knees, ankles, right? Places where a lot of load and a lot of movement are happening. So once it happens, what do we do, right? 
Is it possible to regrow cartilage or fix cartilage? Unfortunately, hyaline cartilage is one of those magical structures in our bodies that's never quite the same. It's sort of like a scar, right? And for anyone who has a scar, which I'm sure all of us do, you know that they're not quite the same as regular tissue, right? They're a little bit more tough. They're a little bit more fibrous. They don't quite move the same. So the cartilage does its best to scar up and it does create something that's like hyaline cartilage, but isn't exactly like hyaline cartilage. So it's never quite the same. But again, osteoarthritis and having osteoarthritis does not automatically mean pain. So when someone comes to me and they say, oh yeah, you know, I have neck pain. Oh, but I have arthritis in my neck. And it's like, okay, yes, but just because you have arthritis doesn't mean you also are destined for pain. Now, osteoarthritis is not the same thing as rheumatoid arthritis, which is actually an autoimmune and inflammatory disease. When you have rheumatoid arthritis, your immune system is going after healthy cells in your body, which can cause inflammation, painful swelling um, in usually, you know, hands and wrists and fingers and different areas of the body. The main difference between rheumatoid arthritis, not only is it a uh, autoimmune disorder, but that rheumatoid arthritis is attacking the joint lining rather than the joint surface. So it's still super painful and it can progressively get worse, but it's not quite the same. So when someone says, I have arthritis, typically if it's a younger person, right, that's probably more along the lines of that, um, you know, an autoimmune type of thing, or if they've had surgery at a super young age. But when you say arthritis, you know, that I mean, that's just another way to be a little bit of a, a smarty pants to your surgeon, to your doctor. Well, do you mean osteoarthritis or rheumatoid? I'm just kidding. It's probably not really a good idea to be a jerk to them. They're just they're just doing their jobs. <laughs> I always laugh, you know, the smart Alec. I'm like, oh, yes, I am a smart Alex. So if there was any thought in your mind that I wasn't quite as obnoxious as a child, I was probably like 10 times more obnoxious. Just ask my parents and my brother. <laughs> so now that we know about arthritis and we know what it is, the real question is, what can we do? And my advice is the same as always. Build strength, work on flexibility. Now for strength, I'm talking simple, simple things. Things like single leg squats on a chair, right? You have a chair, get up and down up off your chair in good form, maybe with both legs, maybe with one. Uh, Getting up and down off the floor with or without your hands, playing with different foot positions. Getting up and down off the floor is also a fantastic way to work on hip mobility and flexibility as well. So you're, you know, two for the price of one on that one. Grip strength by hanging, like I talked about in last week's episode as well, is another fantastic way to build up strength. So, so far, all of these things are super simple with the stuff you already have around your house and even just carrying your groceries. So depending on how many groceries you buy each time, You know, it's just me and my husband. So I'm able to go into the store and get one of those hand carry baskets. And yeah, it is a hassle and it is kind of, you know, it's like bulky and obnoxious, but it's an opportunity for me to carry my own groceries and carry the load. So I want you to start to think about how many times throughout your week, perhaps, that you are able to sort of outsource the effort and in what ways you could do the effort instead. And sometimes it's like a super simple fix, like choosing to chop up a vegetable instead of buying it pre-chopped. And sometimes I'll do the opposite, right? Sometimes I'm like, I don't want to cut these carrots and I will pull out the food processor 
and you know, it's fine. But I think the important thing is to be mindful about the movement decisions we're making and just trying to move more and allow your body to work more by a simple thing like carrying your groceries. On the flexibility side of things, getting up and down off the floor, hey, guess what? It totally works for that as well. And if you're like, yeah, I never sit on the floor because it's really uncomfortable, throw a cushion down there and sit on the cushion because that'll give you a little bit of extra you know, height to make it more comfortable. But just by nature of sitting on the floor and yeah, it is kind of uncomfortable, you change up the way your legs are going and how you're sitting. And so there automatically is more variability built into it. Another way to work on flexibility is just to take regular breaks throughout your workday. Pretend you have a dog and you need to take them outside. It's what I do. No, no, we got a real dog here. Uh, But just moving and taking a break from your workstation rather than just sitting all the time is really awesome. Trying new activities or new things, like I've talked about already, if you have a job where you are active, but it's kind of repetitive, like try a new activity, try a new movement, try a new workout style or something. Um, Just anything, again, to get as much variety in that vitamin movement as you possibly can. Another way to work on flexibility, especially for the lower body, is to walk on different types of surfaces. So I got a video from my friend this weekend of her walking on rocks and she had knee surgery a little over a year ago. So part of her rehab is to keep her brain and her body up to speed. And an easy way to do that is just to walk on uneven surfaces. So honestly, if you are worried about osteoarthritis or you have already been told you have it, the best thing you can do for yourself is to move more every day in all the ways with asterisks, pain-free movement. So I'm not saying to go push through the pain and do things that feel awful. Do what you can with what you have right now and then build from there. And that's exactly what a body maintenance plan is designed to do and what we do inside Movement Mavens. So if you want to feel more in control of your body and you want to feel way less stressed out about pain and you want to have a roadmap, a plan customized to you that tells you exactly what to do, why to do it, how often to do it, and all of the above, Movement Mavens can help. We're going to be opening up again for enrollment January 23rd, 2021. So get on the wait list now over at aewellness.com mavens. So I want to hear from you. What questions do you have about arthritis and keeping your joints healthy and moving more and all of the things? Send me all of your questions over at Instagram at Hala or you can call the Body Nerd Hotline at 818-396-6501. And before I go, I want to remind you that the show notes, fun links, free downloads, the Body Nerds group, and all things live over at aewellness.com slash podcast. And thank you for taking the time to listen today. I know you are super busy and I really appreciate that. And I hope you got some fun movement in as you were listening, or maybe you have something fun planned. For me, when I listen to podcasts, I'm always on a walk or, you know, making dinner um, or even getting ready in the morning. So I like to imagine that as you're listening to this, you're doing something, something fun, I hope. (laughs) Now, if you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you never miss a future thing. You never know. There might be like a secret surprise. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Or just share it with someone who needs to hear this today. Share it with a loved one who has arthritis or maybe just your workout buddy and you guys have been saying to one another, I'm kind of feeling like my joints are getting tired. Just share this episode, right? So that we can all move better and feel better, right? 
So here's to asking better questions, moving more, getting to the actual root cause rather than just getting freaked out and getting nerdy. And thank you for helping me spread the word that your body is super, super cool and that you, my friend, can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week. Pain stops you in your tracks and bodywork is one of the fastest and most effective ways to deal with it. I've put together a free PDF with the six places you need to roll right now for quick relief. Plus, the reason why what you've tried so far has only given you a temporary fix. So whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, I've got you covered. And when you download it now, I'll also send you some video demos to get you started even faster. Head on over to aewellness.com slash bodywork, that's B-O-D-Y-W-O-R-K, to get started today.